Aliyah, everyone is making it, but how do you get this life-changing move off the ground? In one piece. In one piece. Besides, with an airplane. <laughs> what does it take? What do you take? You have the questions and we have the answers. It's Hanala and Shoshana Shazam. With episode two of the Extra oh, yeah. Squeeze, how to make Aliyah in 5,000 easy steps. Done and done. 5,000 steps, huh? Um, you know what? Every step you take is a mitzvah. I love that. Oh, the Choma comes on your left and your left to Eric Israel. Nice. We have a so, Talmud Chacham here. Or Talmidah Chachama. Nice. Good morning, Shoshana. Good morning, Chanala. Boker Tov Olam. Hashtag Morty Chef. Get- <laughs> You know the song? Yes, I'm afraid I do. <laughs> you like everyone does. We sometimes, all play it in the morning to make our kids feel like everything's calm. Sometimes people ask me if I know a Mordechai Shapiro song, and I'm like, I am actively trying to forget it. <laughs> I know. So I, I, the truth is, I love all the genres. I kind of imagine all the different music videos of all his music. Every time I listen, I like do the rodeo, and then like the Whitney Houston version. He's kind of like a Whitney Houston vibe. Yeah, well, I, I there's a, it's an earworm. An earworm is a song that gets stuck in your head. Yes. You ever heard that expression? No, it sounds like earworm and that kind of gives it you is. the heebie-jeebies. An ear, it's like a worm in your brain. When you say the <laughs> word worm to a parent of small children, you get a little <laughs> uncomfortable, especially yeah. when you live in Israel and there's cats in the sandboxes, yeah. in the gun. The early bird, please don't get the worm if you're my child. Nice. I actually have a song with those lyrics. Okay, but we're again, we're getting completely derailed. We're back. We're back with Aliyah. How did we get here? How did we get here? And more importantly, what did we bring here? Mm-hmm. Now, that is something that people ask me all the time. I think it's the first question people ask, actually. What do I need to bring? Do I need Ziploc bags? You don't need to bring your in-laws. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Unless love, they're here already. I love mine. Or if they made Aliyah during Corona. Right. Then they'll be with you. Right. My, bringing you a pot roast, right? So That's my, my mother-in-law. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. My mother-in-law, speaking of my mother-in-law, I was there last night and... She told me that she had been looking for an apartment. They have to move, and they looked down the block from here, which is fine. I love my mother-in-law. That's great. Yeah, I would be more than I happy. I love all my mother-in-laws. Yeah, I'll explain. It's a story. <laughs> okay. It's so great. Hey, you guys, you're the best. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> all my moms, all my dads. <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, my mother-in-law was going to move closer, and I was just excited that I was going to have you know, a babysitter down the block. God bless her. I'm sure that's how she thinks of herself. Yeah, she does. She's one of those that accepts the role as mother-in-law slash babysitter with love. So yesterday when we were in apartment in her house, in her apartment, she, so yesterday when we were in her apartment, <laughs> she told us that they actually found another apartment in Carrot Safer. Oh. And I was surprised how relieved I was. <laughs> The sense of relief. There's no more impending doom. Like, how many yeah. pot roasts can I fit in so my freezer? So maybe I wasn't being so uh, uh, honest with myself. Your but true colors came out. To quote the other song, "I see your true colors." Yes. One second. Wait. I just want to point out. This is you have. We're gonna have to get you some more. I'm gonna send you a playlist, girl. Okay. And you are gonna learn those songs, and you are gonna sing that. So that song hashtag real Jewish music. And oh, anyone yeah, who's not I on know. social media is just like stop with the hashtags. But we're we're, we're living in a a, a, a super. When so, I was your age, it was a pound sign. Exactly. We just pressed pound. When I was your age, rotary dial. We didn't even have a, a pound. My mother had a landline in the house that had a really long wire, like this kind of yeah. like this headphone wire. Yeah. And we used to tangle ourselves in the wire, right? Just for funsies. Just for funsies. So it just snap back when she hung up the phone. Oh. Right? That's a beautiful way to show your love. That's a beautiful way Happy to show Mother's our mother to get, <laughs> to get off the phone, which was nah. also an issue. Yeah. It was always an issue. Yeah. But landlines are, are a thing of the past. As yeah. a matter of fact, here in Israel, and then we can get right into the conversation. Yeah. We're, don't worry, guys. We're getting there. Yeah. We're, we're just warming up. We're just warming we're stretching. up. stretching. Yes. Um, here in Israel, 
everyone has cell phones, including children, mm-hmm. because of safety. Mm-hmm. And and you know, children are independent here, and they come and go, and we want to know where they are, where where they are, and how to reach them. That's right. That's Sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saving me the time You're of welcome. pulling up the loop. But don't bring cell phones from America. Um. Well, iPhones maybe. My phone broke this year, and I couldn't even get. Then I didn't even want the most modern iPhone. I just wanted a new one because that's what I'm used to. And I couldn't get one here. I waited for family to come and bring it. Why couldn't you get one here? We just bought new iPhones here. It was, number one, I think it was much more expensive. There are certain things, electronics, sneakers. There's like different categories of things you want to bring. Um, should we, are we getting into this? Yes, is, is we this are getting happening? into it. Yes. This so, is happening. This is happening. So let's, let's start. Gird your loins. Let's, bad word. Um, <laughs> it's biblical, so it's fine. It's fine. Totally if Torah kosher. says it, it's always okay. <laughs> okay. Hashtag Tamarin. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> is this, it's Torah. It is. It is. Torah. I have no issue with it. I love you, and you are friendly to my family, so. I am. You're good. We had you. You make we, a mean chillant. Yeah, Kamala. we had Shoshana Shabbos, and it was great. But it's still, it's very mean. My stomach is still recovering. Indeed? No. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was the... What else could I... Well, I didn't make 99% it was of delicious. the food. Hannah is a busta, people. Her kitchen was clean, but before the meal was over, it was I'm, done. I'm very efficient. She was like mopping the floor while she washed. <laughs> yes. Well, with the, the feet. Yes. Shmatas. We'll talk about cleaning products, too. Ooh, I'm excited right? for that. Okay. Yeah. One thing at a time. From the beginning, when you are the beginning, you're making aliyah and you are deciding whether to bring a container or not. First, get rid of your excess exactly. because you don't. It's an opportunity to start fresh. So, I actually did this the summer before because we knew we were going to make aliyah the next summer, and I spent one. I just I didn't wasn't that much stuff, but I got rid of like linens. There's always the things that sit in your drawers that you really just have just in case. And I said, you know. I'm not going to have a linen closet in Israel. And or I, a closet at all. Yeah, I mean, you buy closets, but everything you need, you have to invest and buy. So I said, you know what? Let's get rid of all the random stuff that I've accumulated over the years when we first got married. Broken you know, toys. Fam- broken, anything broken, anything that bothers you. This is a really great time to start fresh because envision yourself in six months sitting in your apartment in Israel. Do you need that old fitted sheet that you had in your stern dormitory that you just kept bringing with you? No. Right. So... Get rid of all the excess. But let's be specific. Like stuffed animals, Israel has a ton of dust. So really just bring the yeah. ones your kids love. You don't need 5,000, uh, what do they call those? Uh, Teletubbies? Te- oh. No, te- Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies, exactly. I know, that's very 90s yes. of me. And you can I'm buy Beanie Babies. You can buy Beanie Babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Heimish Beanie Baby, Beanie Babies. <laughs> you can buy Beanie Babies I here. could put a Beanie Bubby on my mantle since all my bubbies are in America. Exactly. Oh, oh you have a lot of bubbies? Well, all of our you, families in America, right? In terms of grandparents, no, you said you have a lot of mother-in-laws. So I thought maybe I do. you have like more bubbies than other people. We have well, we each have. one is like a gem. They're like we're like a hundred. So it. we have do that early. You know, like when you're doing Pesach cleaning, any organizing you want to do, you don't do that right before Bidiga Chamit. You do that early when there's no pressure, because once the pressure's on, your mind is already on to the next things, mm-hmm. like what do I need to get, what do I need to buy. So earlier when it's calm just quietly casually go through your kids stuff and look kids stuff is not the biggest deal that doesn't take up that much space but go through the things that are bulky and then you may not know where you're going to live at that stage but you can start thinking about what are the pieces of furniture that we've been schlepping along since we first got married if that's what stage you're up to what are we going to get rid of what are we going to finally buy new maybe you're going to finally buy a dining room table maybe you're finally going to get I have head- to tell you a uh, story that you'll really appreciate when we were getting ready I was looking around my 
life and yeah. thinking which pieces of furniture should we actually bring. Now, I, I don't recommend bringing the massive, very Jewish bookshelves. And unless you are getting a massive apartment, which is probably unlikely, you might want to consider completely investing in something Fresh, fresh and new. That fits your space. Yeah. Even though it's you're you're obsessed with your furniture and it's yeah. gorgeous, but when you bring it here into these very white tiled apartments and suddenly you have the Queen Elizabeth's armoire, right? The Hamish. It, Not the Hamish, like that. The very traditional it, yeah. heavy pieces that also, you know, people use a lot of water when they wash the floors here, so mm-hmm, the bottom of the mm-hmm. furniture gets ruined. So you, you it's a very modern look, the Israeli lifestyle. Crispy for thing. a reason. For yeah. a reason. Um so we needed a new dining room table and chairs. And one thing that Israelis don't do well are dining room chairs. Mm. And yeah. So if you yeah. ever, yeah, Israelis and chairs, like the plastic chairs, the Keter ones, there's two types. Yeah. One of them, every time I sit on it, I, I break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy them and throw them and out. I was like, well, we told you, break a leg. You're like, not that leg. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Certainly the chair and not you. <laughs> yeah. So there's like two types of the Keter plastic chairs. We Everyone has those Keter chairs. The ones that are more square are more solid. So those are my yeah. favorite. Um but dining room table chairs, they're they're unreliable. Like right, they're, and you want to think about that early enough because you need time to go to the store and buy it and have it delivered in time for your lift. In our case, we were waiting for all of the measurements of our apartment. Everything happened, you know. Time moves on and things get crunched. We signed on our apartment. We got measurements and we said, "Hey, our inherited dining room table and gorgeous." I don't know. Armoire break front was so big; it wasn't made to be. You left it behind. We left it behind. We right. said, it's so beautiful. And it was sad, but we, we spoke to our family. So we're so sad, but we can't bring this with us. Right. There's no, if we put this table and we won't have space to sit. Right. So like, <laughs> we can have a table, but not we can't enough. actually eat at it. And like, it's, a, it's not sort of compromising and being sad. It's like, that's okay. We want to fit into the space. I once heard a really great tip from someone in Nefesh Benefesh, which, which was, you have to just, to succeed financially, you have to work within your budget and within your means. Don't try to pretend you have more. It's true also with physical space. Be realistic and don't be like, oh, we'll squeeze it. Like wood doesn't squeeze. I know right. you say, oh, the base of Migdash has and, walls. And you have to carry it up the stairs here and everything is smaller. The doors are smaller. The yeah. actual door frames are smaller. Yeah, like I said, it's not, it's not, I mean, I imagine the Rush, our Russian or in your, anyone's case, Spanish immigrants from into coming to America, like, oh, it's so ne- sad. You know, in Russia, we had dirt floors in America. What are these wooden floors? Look this at is terrible. it like an upgrade. Yeah. And Look just, at it like an upgrade. Also, no, it's European. Like European is just a different size. America's oddly large. Oh, you think? <laughs> you need bigger Everybody, beds for bigger Americans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so just sort of shift your perspective and be realistic, but choose everything that you want but and I make do, it beautiful. I want to share the Sashka Chaprata story yes. because this this will stay with me forever. So we needed a new dining room table oh, and chairs yes, because we inherited my mother's massive, you know, antique wood table that opens up to 16 uh. or whatever, 20 feet, who knows. Um, so I went on Craigslist, like every, you know, decent yeah. American that's trying to, you know, buy things that are, or get things that are affordable. And I looked for a dining room table and chairs. And mm-hmm. I found something perfect because it was a light white wood, not a dark heavy wood. And the chairs were just a pattern that I loved. And I was like, this is actually, per-. and it was brand new. So my budget was zero. <laughs> so I messaged her and I said, hey, I know this is unconventional, but if you don't end up getting rid of your table and chairs before your estate sale is over, I will come pick it For up. For your estate sale is over. It was an estate sale. It was like a fancy home. Yeah. Now, on Craigslist, you should just know this. A lot of times people are more than happy for you just to come take the piece out of their house. Right? Mm-hmm. 
I messaged her thinking there's, who knows? Yeah. Sure enough, she emails me back. Please come pick up the table and chairs. That's amazing. We went to her house. The table was brand spanking new with expansions. A gorgeous wood table from from Stanley Furniture. The chairs weigh 450 pounds each. They are the most sturdy chairs. These chairs you have in your house now? Yes. The whole set I got for free. And I told Hashem, this is my Aliyah gift. Because I was open-minded enough to say, you know, we'll try. And, and, you know, every step that we take towards Aliyah, like you said, is a mitzvah. And I'm going to ask Hashem to hook us up with a table and chairs. Totally. And this is the table and chairs. And I will tell you now, if you can get, if you can invest in anything, bring decent dining room chairs. Because you're going to buy them here and they're going to break and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to end up buying plastic chairs. And it's just a look that, you know. Yeah. So certain things are worthwhile. You know. Definitely. Also, anything that doesn't so that fits in a suitcase, you can always come la- come later and bring it or have family bring it. But the things that need to be brought on a shipping container, this is the time. What this about books? Th- a lot of people ask about books. I think that you take a hard look and see what you like in terms of kid books. You can s- s- sift them out. But Svarim are... Svarim are, yes. Yeah. Bring your Svarim. Oh, bring for your sure. books. I think if you have kids and you want them to be reading, you're not going to buy English books in, Amer- in Israel because there's no... But you can get... You could get English books in Israel. So l- let me let me let me share my but perspective. But if you have them, don't get rid of them. No, no, no. I brought tons of Jewish books. I brought all my Jewish books. I even brought my Jewish books from my childhood that my mother saved. And I You have a really nice mom. Yes. Well, none of my other siblings wanted it. So <laughs> I took all the Jewish books that we grew up reading. Meanwhile, all of your younger siblings are like, "Ma, why is there nothing in the bookshelf?" No, no. They tr- Oh, when we come to my parents' house, there are no books left. But whatever. Well, Hanala took it. Not fair. <laughs> well, you can come here and read them. We have everything organized um, for all my nieces and nephews when they're reader- reading. They're still quite little. So I brought all our Jewish books. And I actually threw out many of my secular books that had just been like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the inappropriate stuff, whatever. I threw out a lot of the secular books, knowing that, A, you could order books to Israel from these secondhand. Yeah, like Book Depository. Exactly. I yeah. always thought that was a strange name. I don't, I know. It just comes off Book Depository. <laughs> You know what? I thought the same thing and I was afraid to say, I know this is a clean show. We don't talk toilet talk. What do you mean? Medicine is, uh, however you have to take medicine. I suppose it's a, uh, yeah, it's a word. I'm not going to say it. Right. So I got rid of Gaish books and I brought my Jewish books. And when it comes to reading here in Israel, there are ways to get books. There's actually a beautiful, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if you know this, but down the stairs here, Mm -hmm. there is an incredible lending library. Havamuna. Yes. Yes. And I get books there almost every week. She has Jewish books and memoirs and books in Hebrew and people lend like crazy. And the best part is that because people are careful with how many books they have, you end up reading better books. Yeah. Like the best books are here. I don't buy as many books as I, as I used to. I used to buy the book and now it's like, hey, do you have a book I can borrow? Because mm-hmm. where am I going to put it? I've We've maxed out all of our wall space. My husband is a big collector of books and Svarim's, mostly Svarim. So all of our wall space is books. Right. So there's no more space to buy new books. But if he brings a book back, I'm like, Robbie. He's like, what? It's Torah. Well, like, and also you could use Kindles. Kindle on Shabbos doesn't work, Well, though. not on Shabbos. When, am, my, I, when am I reading? My Seriously. Kids read, my kids read on Kindles during the week. Not only that, they take their Kindle to school for a book report. By the way, the word Kindle sounds very Yiddish. It's a little, it's a Kindle. The Kindle, are using the Kindle. It feels a little Kindle. Kindle. It yes. a little Kindle. So my kids... Which makes it kosher. Yes. they. Well, I watch what they read. I supervise. But they can buy... For their English classes, 
books on the Kindle for a book report. They take the Kindle to school, and the, which the teacher approves in that particular school. And yeah, so don't That's make great. yourself crazy about books. Books. Arts, supplies. Okay, so I'm obsessed with this. You see those uh, gel pens here? Mm-hmm. Now, they don't have those gel pens. They have other gel pens. Mm. But if you want, like, the specific... Pull one out for a second. This one? No, no, the the color waffle. Yeah, that's uh, it. If you want the Bic Intensity Gel Pens, <laughs> bring them to Israel and bring me a package because yeah. I'm obsessed with them. They don't have everything, but my mother, who's an artist, went up into Sifri Geula mm-hmm. on the second floor, and she was like, wow, they have a lot of great stuff here. Yeah, there's a lot of good products here. It just takes time to find them. So I actually found that I just brought six months supply of a lot of different things. So that way I'd have time to ease into Israel and settle. And slowly but surely as each thing ran out, I was like, okay, I finally, I actually brought way too many diapers. <laughs> so it turns out Israel has diapers. They even have <laughs> huggies and pampers. And I was nervous. Like, what would the diapers be like here? Will they give my kids rashes? I have sensitive, my kids have sensitive skin. So we brought. They're called babysitter diapers. You I ever saw those? I, my, I know which there's diaper. There's diapers my, here called babysitter. I know. They're like, we'll watch the child. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on him for about five to six hours. Don't need to change us That's or charge great. us. Um, so I brought a lot of diapers. But when we finally finished the diapers, I said, okay, I'm ready now to, to do the next thing. Because there's so many decisions and so many changes at once. It is nice to have what you need for a while. I even made sure to have – we made Aliyah in August. I made sure to have Yontif clothing for my kids so I wouldn't have to stress about – buying them dresses and the truth is Tania's clothing of all things is very easy to get here yeah, but and I will get into the clothing thing because that's modesty yeah <laughs> modesty because that could be a travesty as they say there are or do they say that well, travesty tra- <laughs> as I say uh, the clothing is I have my opinions on the clothing situation here it's great and it's also awful but you're you're 100% right there are certain things that you can trust, certain brands that you can trust, like those saltwater taffy, saltwater sandals. I don't know if they're... Yes, taffies. Yes, the saltwater sandals you can't get here. Those are great sandals. And if your kids shoes. do well with them, shoes. Shoes. shoes I don't know what the deal... shoes, hot yes. sausage. Yeah, it's a but, song. I, but I have, but I have a, a, an explanation for the shoe situation What is here. the shoe situation? The shoe situation is as follows. And my, la- my maiden name is Shoe has a shoe in it. So like my great-grandfather made horseshoes, just so you know. Oh, that's so cool. I was like, Dad, what did your grandfather do? My maiden name is Schumann. He's like, oh, he used to put the horseshoes on the horse. I'm like, you mean he was a horseshoe man? man?" So I'm like, it's in my blood, shoes. Right. Well, you can can get horseshoes here, but you can't get regular, normal kids' shoes here. No. Arched interior. But the reason is... Uh, because you don't need so many shoes here. Because they walk around barefoot here. No, that's not the reason. (laughs) Nice try. Because... Israel is a very rough terrain, Mm -hmm. and the weather can be quite extreme. So most Israelis don't wear fancy Shabbos shoes, A, because the culture is not to dress up for weddings, Mm -hmm. and B, because it's either wet, rainy, dirty, the floor. sandals or boots. Exactly. It's sandals or boots and very little in between. There's two seasons here. The sandal season which goes until winter, and the boot season, which starts in summer. But it's not saltwater sandal season. It's teva. You can hike in these, and Those they can Velcro dry ones. in the sun. Exactly, sandals It's cool season. to be nerdy here. And then you have the rabbis wearing the sandals with the black socks. Well, I could live without That's that. That's a look. That's a look. It's a look. That's a look I could live without. <laughs> um, but the boots, I mean, the bluntstones are just king Blunt, here. It sounds very harsh. Bluntstone. I mean, it's a tough boot. I know. It is a tough boot. They also have knockoffs for the young kids who are still growing. Yes, so they have the cheaper ones, exactly. The Bluntstones, I I, I don't, I can't buy them because they're just, I wish there was more of a variety. I need. I can't wear the same exact shoe like yeah. everyone else. 
but if they would come with like some pink they have like the one with the pink trim but for the kids not oh. for so they when, don't know that Hanala is shopping so if Blundstone is listening to this podcast <laughs> they're like eh, yeah. Listen, no they're not they're, they're an Australian um, company I mate <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> they're a Russian company oh shit they're French my name is Aliyah and name is Russia this is perfect so I want the Blundstone. Yes. So Blundstone. Blunt, exactly. You know, Blundstone should be Russian. Blundstone. The Russian. Yeah. Russian is a little uh, questionable right now. Right. So the. Sorry. I love you, Russia. I, I don't know. Mother Russia. You're saying you can't. Don't speak any Russian hara. <laughs> Russian hara. Right. I've been saving that. You're like I've been waiting my life for th- for yes. for this moment. Yes. Can you do that little drum crash? Brumching. Thank you. Nice. Brumching. So. Blundstones. So Blundstones and sandals. But if your kid does well, oh, and Adidas sneakers. Almost they sell forgot. Nike. They sell they sell things here. But everyone tells you, oh, go to this store. They go to this store, and I go to buy these shoes for my kids, and they're like made out of foam, and they're very light. And I have kids with flat feet. You know, I went I went really hardy leather. There's a brand. There's I, no Nordstrom rack shoes. I situation. once found there's like these amazing shoe stores that I used to find in New York, and they had this brand called Frodo. They're like leather with they breathable and they're arched inside. And the, when I, when my kids wear them, I'm like, I'm a good mom. Cause look at those shoes. They're so, they're so sturdy. It's like a, a, a womb for their feet. <laughs> it's like a uterus. Like stay safe in there, child. My kids were two of my kids were born early. So I'm always like, maybe that's a womb. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like drama. I also get a medal. Like I, I'm a mother of preemies. I saw, I met your little preemie kids. They're, yeah. they're alive, thriving, kicking. They're alive. <laughs> God. They no. are alive, as it turns out, and they have very I loud they're voices. Full of life, and they have and very narrow faces. Yes, but they they're, have, they're they're delightful kids, full of yeah, energy. They're like little so. puppies. They run around, make yes. noises, yeah. eat, yeah, um, like most people do. So we're shoes. Um, so I actually also brought the next size shoe of whatever my kids were wearing when we made Aliyah. Yeah. I brought like the next size or two. I said, I know these fit them, and I know they're good. And this way, another thing to not have to stress about as you ease into new because remember you're going to a new country everything's new the things that we take for granted how to get around if it's a new neighborhood you're moving into you don't even know your way around you don't know the stores you don't know the brands you're still learning and you're going to make some and mistakes and you can't get everything at every time exactly yeah that's a big one so there's no 24-hour pharmacies here in, in, in Miami I can't get pants for my son right now because right now in children's place it's just shorts Exactly. The so right. So you're limited. You are limited and, and you ha- uh, you have to plan. Since Pesach, I can't buy new pants at that store. Did you go to Bizarre Ch- Strauss, which is like our I, target? I, could, I know, but it's like leggings and like Shabbos pants. Right. So it's I very... I just like sweatpants for a boy who runs, you know? Right. You can't just have a specific desire and you're hope like, You can't just want something and just think you can it. get it here. I always say Israel has everything you need, not everything you want. Oh. Right. Put that to some. You should music. put hang that up and hang that up in Ben Gurion. Welcome to Israel. We have everything you need, but not everything and you everything want. And everything you want, but not exactly. And when lots you of need terrorists, it. so that's fun. You, you're really into the terrorist thing. I was what like, do you mean? Podcast. They're really into me. I wouldn't mind not talking about them at all. I but was like, I'm gonna pretend everything is fine. We are gonna pretend everything and everything it is. is fine. It is fine. Especially in this room, we're fine. Especially if you have Still the right shoes. <laughs> so again, if you have shoes that your kids are thriving in. Um, and eating in, 
bring those shoes and bring a few sizes ahead. But no, you could get great sneakers here. They have all these sh- Foot Locker Adidas. shoes. Adidas. You said yes. Adidas before. Which Israelis all wear. That's like a yeah. thing. And don't get into this thing like, I need different shoes than the rest of the... No. Your kids are wearing the same shoes like all the rest of the kids and nobody's going to have a problem I mean, with you that. can spot an Olah Chadasha because she's coming in on basic brands that were used to like Carter's and Target. Like, oh, she's new here. Yeah. And but then you see a person who made Aliyah four years ago, like everything's faded. Children's Place is like fancy well i know it's children's reliable place is and exciting safe. i know in america children's place was like i guess so all right exactly i guess so and here it's Second like best yeah here it's like we're going to children's place and, and now, i have a coupon and now it used to be like oh yeah i got it from target now it's like oh it's from target right there exactly. used to be certain basic reactions people had when you bought some, oh i like your shirt and it was like oh it's from target like we don't need I a target it. here we are all targets here it used to be like it's from costco <laughs> I got this outfit. Did you hear my joke? We don't need a target here. We are all targets here. Uh, Oh, you love. You love. You wear targets for Kedusha. We are targets for Well, the terrorists are wearing machine gun t-shirts. Imagine we were all wearing target t-shirts. This is the thing. This is why when my my father, Loshan, would listen to the news, he's like, it's very dangerous there. Because if we only talk about terrorists, it's like... That's not the day to day. Let's talk about Target. You could be terrorized in Target in America. Oh, please. <laughs> in America, you These could be terrorized. Days. I feel like if you lived in America, you'd be one of those like gun wielding, like right wing totally. living in Texas. Totally. You very... live in Texas, and I'd be like, I'm neutral, liberal in Philadelphia. A hundred percent. You're right. You're oh, right. Oh, we're different. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yin so and yang. Let's not let's not focus on on anything that has to do with Target. That's for your squeeze. That's for my squeeze. I might even take this whole section out. But the, the, the point of the matter is you should bring the stuff that makes you feel comfortable and secure and like Afrin nose spray. You don't want to be congested here in the middle of yeah, the night. Yeah, medicines because... The let's t- talk about medicines. Let's talk, let's talk medicine. Um, I brought children's chewable Tylenol. They have chewable medicine here, but it's different flavor. Mm-hmm. So I again, I brought six months we actually brought a year's worth of medicine but then it all expired yeah, the medicine um, was very challenging for me because you're used to okay i know tylenol is not ibuprofen and i know that ibuprofen is not tylenol like, i don't know what they do though right well you just know that like, you could give your kids tylenol every six every three hours and then you could give your kids motrin every four hours but here you don't you're not 100 percent sure what's what so you have the um akamol which is tylenol and then you have your Jump in here anytime. Your know, kids I, are little. What's I, the name of like the neurofen? Sorry, neurofen. Neurofen. I don't jump to medicine the second they have a fever because all the little like soldiers in but their you body. You have to have it in the you house. You have to have it. So I, I Dafka always go back and have someone bring me chewable Tylenol because my kids like it. I can read the instructions. All the weights on the back of the bottle are in pounds, which I'm, I know how much right. my kids weigh in pounds and not so much in, in kilo. And, and and like the I ages saw your are kids. In, they're like, all one kilo <laughs> and all the ages are in like regular years not like dog years or like gilgulim years right. that's how israel is yeah yeah you, you, you that's an adjustment to figure yeah. out like millimeter we should talk about that too so when it comes to medicine you have your acamol and you have your neurofen yeah and there is everything you need however an alternative medicine is really strong here yes but one second before we even get to the heejibijis oh. fancy crunchy munchy medicine you said worm just saying <laughs> the Average Israeli gets their medicine in their kupa's pharmacy. That means you are part of a kupa, which is your medical, uh, you know, health insurance. Health insurance. There's four of them. And That's it. Just four. Four of them, and they have a pharmacy in their facilities or in yes. their buildings. And you go to that pharmacy, and you can buy over the counter or in front of the counter, under the counter, behind under, the counter, exactly. And you can get um, all the medicines that you need. And if 
you have a card. Sometimes they're cheaper, but whatever. Everything's basically uh, it's computerized and yeah. set up for you. So it's modern. Yeah, it is modern. You have to take a ticket when you come in. Yeah, you get your card. You swipe it. They yes. can have charge it to your card. Oh, and you cannot buy you cannot buy Tylenol or any medication in the grocery store like you can in America. Oh, so in America mm. you can throw a Tylenol into your shopping cart when you're buying groceries and here you cannot do you need to bring tylenol yes if you're bring kid, it. yes and if you need to bring afrin yes they don't have afrin here so you could allergy do- medicines right. claritin right all the things that you use bring a year supply right and then and then you'll transition exactly. into what they have here. they have everything here yeah you just don't want to be caught when you get here and thinking like wait i don't even know where to start but i need medicine right now my kid is sick right now right just become come prepared right i always when i when i when i go to america i always bring back like Bug sprays and yeah. like sort of creams and uh, you know it's challenging. Yeah, and you'll find those things in time and you'll find the products that you like. But since it does take time, just come with what you need. Another thing that's different here is that the medication doesn't come in bottles. It comes in these pop-out yeah. trays. So you, you get a prescription. Hide them from your children. So yeah. I don't think it's candy. They're not in those bottles that you can twist off with a label. They're in a box. So they're not childproof. They're not childproof. Right. Interesting. We put our kids at risk in many ways. When we <laughs> I like that. Next, we talked about so so let's carpets, carpets. The day of our aliyah, our of our lift, I said, "Oh my gosh, we don't have any carpets," and I ran to Bed Bath because it's not something you can fit in a suitcase. So I ran to Bed Bath Beyond and I ran to Target and I bought some carpets and I threw them in. But how many people use carpets here? On the one hand, the culture is you know it's a season where it's you like to have a cold floor and everything's clean. But on the other hand, if you have little kids and they're sitting on the floor playing, the winter's freezing. It is really cozy to have an area rug yeah. by your couch. So you don't mean like a full-on, you know, yeah, oriental go, rug. That's all year. My Moroccan cleaning lady is not going to know how to clean it. Clean. You that. have a cleaning lady. Baruch Hashem. We need to talk about that, but that's on another I mean. episode. I bought this rug here in Israel, the one in my studio. Because it was so freezing in the winter that I wanted to put something down just to warm up the space a little bit. And it do- it did help, and it does help. But my kids are bigger now, and they eat everywhere now. I can't control them any longer. They eat the carpet. Now that they're bigger, they're eating the carpet. <laughs> it's a new issue. That it's because they- of the medicine. They opened it. They ate it. They got hungry. Right. right. It, it's, everything is off the rails. So I moved the ended up moving the carpet to my studio. But you can get gorgeous carpets here. You can. And the best and and the and affordable and there's IKEA, so uh, I, I wouldn't you know I, I think everyone has to make their own decision because some t- I I sort of felt like I had I had this feeling when I was being Aliyah like we have money now but we make Aliyah everything's gonna go away our paychecks are gonna change our whole concept of money is gonna change so the bank is open like just go 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 throw it all in right before anyone looks right and then we'll have to deal with it at the end right don't look back yeah. I did have this sensation, though, when I was packing. I read a lot of books about people making Aliyah, you know, in the 50s from Iran and from Egypt. And I had this sensation, like, is everything I'm bringing obsolete? Am I going to bring, like, suitcases full of things, like winter coats, and we're going to get here and we're not going to need them? So, by the way, Israel does have winter. Yeah, sure. Do bring your winter coats. Do bring your rain boots, even though you've only been to Israel in the summer. So you think it's always hot here. It does get cold. You do need to bring a decent umbrella. Yeah, I brought never umbrellas. never get enough of those. I called someone who lived in Ramat at Target. I said, does it rain in Beit Shemesh? She said, yes, it rains. Yes. Bring umbrellas. They're quite heavily, actually. So if you have, like, great hunter rubber boots, like yeah. that stuff is all usable. Rain boots. Yeah. What else do we have to talk about? Um, a big appliance is a, is a big question. No. 
I'm up, don't bring don't bring your plunger. So people always wonder, do you bring washing machine, dryer? No, um, no. Every single person I know fridge. that brought an American washing machine, a Oven. couldn't repair it. Mm-hmm. B, it's an issue with the power. Mm-hmm. C, the the is uh, um, one second. A, they couldn't repair it. B, there's mm-hmm. an issue with the power, and. See, eventually your washing machine is going to go kaput. And yeah. it happens faster, especially if you're traveling with it and yeah. slipping it up the stairs. Just yeah. consider it part of your Aliyah package, spending package that yeah. you're going to buy. I mean, uh, unless you think differently. No, I, I, brought, I bought all we my bought large all appliances our, here. So we bought all our... I'm <gasps> sorry. We, we bought our appliances here. You bought? Here. Here. Yeah. I thought... You said you brought. Oh, and sorry, I was going to say bought. we are so different. No, we're not that different. So we I still have the same hair. Yeah. So I bought all our appliances here, and by yes. me, I mean my husband. <laughs> I just picked it. I was like that fridge, that oven. I did a lot of research though, and thank God it's an era where you can do a lot of research. You scour these groups of you know there's different facebook groups like living financially smart in israel is a great facebook group to join you can learn so much about living financially smart in israel you're not the only one who's making aliyah the beautiful thing about making aliyah is you don't have to reinvent the wheel the wheel has been invented over and over and over again so there's a lot of information out there and also the apartments have certain spaces that are standard sizes unless you're going to you know a new building and you're going to a very very big house to start there's a certain space that's generally allotted for the washing machine that fits the European size. Exactly. So if you buy an American washing machine and you go to put it there, it's not going to fit. Exactly. If you buy the Israeli one, it fits perfectly. And by the way, there's they, everything's by size. So you buy a washing machine, it will say a six kilo or a seven kilo or an eight kilo. By the way, that's not accurate. I had oh. uh, I had a repairman come. Uh, I, had, I had a repairman come. He actually died from COVID in the oh. skin, but he told me that it's all. Oh, this was a while ago, but not that. <laughs> he told me that um, the washing machines could say that they're seven kilo and really be like six. So that's not guaranteed. Interesting. Just so I, we explain to you, the most of the washers are front loaders, mm-hmm. and they're relatively small. So buy the biggest one Big, that you go could up. afford. Yeah, go big or go home. Yeah. And one in that area. Um, when we were here, when we first got married, I was using a washing machine that was five kilo, which was very small. And I was washing like four shirts in an hour and a half. First of all, I learned that there's different modes. Oh, that's also a thing. But I I also learned that if you want to get a larger washing machine, it doesn't increase the size of the machine. It's only the inside that gets bigger. So you don't have to worry that, oh, a a larger quote unquote machine is going to take up more space. The drum inside. Yes, the drum. The drum. You know, you're an adult when you're just washing an empty load when to you know how to wash or you know exactly when you I'm know how to wash your washing yeah, machine yeah I'm cleaning I'm going to wash my <laughs> vinegar my baking soda and a toothpaste and you have a clean uh, washing machine a toothpaste voila. And, and yeah well a toothbrush and toothpaste yeah oh wow and yeah. a toothbrush you just throw it in there just for good measure well I wash it in the load after and put it back you in the ba- bathroom <laughs> I think I just want everyone to know what Hanala is Hanala is a balapustala right here I'm learning from you a toothbrush yes a I toothbrush like, yeah I like when my washing machine is clean I feel like there's so much to talk about the washing situation. I didn't even realize the washing loads are the wash. The European washing machines work with hot water, so the machine heats up the water and yes. boils your clothes essentially, and it takes much longer. You do not have these 45 minute loads like you do in America because the machine is heating the water and then pulling the water out and then putting new hot water and then pulling the water out, and it is a process. So it's gonna take longer to do your laundry here. That's Although, that's the fact. On my washing machine, which is a classic Israeli machine, there are different modes. And it always tells you how long each cycle is. Well you could do a quick wash so and that's I an hour. Do an hour fifteen mode. That's a quick wash. That's the not, standard it's called mix. The standard white wash 
for oh. white cotton is three hours. And the first, yes, and for for years mine I was too. So for exactly, so your your machine's better than mine. But for years I was doing this three hour load. Five years ago. And I made Aliyah four years ago. Things right. change. Things have changed. <laughs> By the time you get here, it might be a two-hour load yeah. or a one-hour and 45-minute load. Or instant, like a microwave. But <laughs> it does take time. And the dryers are also not they're, – they're good, but they're not necessarily as powerful as your typical American dryer. I, I, find I always my, run it twice. I find I run it I twice. I always run it twice. But that is why, my friends, you must have a rack for drying. Now, I know you think to yourself, well, I'm so – uh, it's, a, it's a modern world. I'm not hanging anything outside. Like, what is this, 1955? No, it's Israel. And the sun here dries faster than your machine. And it cleans the stains. If you put your shirt in the sun, it I whitens, like this never whites. happened in America. When would I ever dry something outside? It it fades. So I actually once had a tie-dye blue shirt that I put outside to dry, and it faded it white. Which oh, cool. Was, and it I was like, oh, like, it really does fade. Which it took the sad. tie-dye right out. Yeah, it was a little sad for me. That's Because now it's cool. just like this awkwardly whitish, bluish shirt. But I take white shirts out of, from my kids. I just put them out on. I definitely make sure the sun is facing the, the stain. Right. And I come back. You could also hours. use stain remover like a normal person. I do use stain remover. <laughs> I'm not that heebie-jeebie. I'm not heebie-jeebie. I'm not, not cr- I'm a little crunchy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a wannabe I, crunchy. I'm also a wannabe crunchy. I, I have my things. But the laundry rack is right outside my kitchen where my washer and dryer is. And I very often take the stuff that doesn't need to be in the dryer and it saves me time and space and it dries much, much quicker. In the summertime. So I'll put the socks and the small things that are a pain in the neck to pick up from the floor into the dryer. And the bigger things, not towels, because towels, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm any fresh and fluffy. Yeah. Not but smell the, like the earth. Right. But the, exactly. But the crunch, but the crunchy, but the dr- dresses and Shabbos clothes, everything goes on the line and it dries. So check. you have to teach me your ways because a lot of times the shirts I hang up, they fly away. Uh, Clothespins? So I don't know how to dry things outside. So I used to sort of spy on my Israeli neighbors who live one year past it away. They're like, you know, in their 80s and 90s, and she grew up on a kibbutz, and I'm like, how did the, how They don't did even they have do? a dryer. No, they hang up everything. I'm like, so tell me, tell, like I'm, you know, hanging out for, I'm like, so tell me, tell me more about your drying system. I just, <laughs> I love the string. For me, it's all, I'm like, so tell me about your system for Get sponja. the best drying rack that you can get. So you sponge clo- you, you push the water away from you, or like close to you? Do you use a rag? Do you just spill water? Find an Israeli mentor to help yes. you figure out how to get your stuff done. I need a balabusta basics, Israelis are amazing cleaners. And they love teaching you. Yes. They're amazing cleaners. So yeah. Israelis are very tough and you can learn a lot from them. Yes. And they're not afraid to work hard and get the job done right. Now, back to the appliances for a second. Your refrigerator, like you said, will have a spot in your kitchen. Your oven is not going to be that oven with a stove underneath. It's going to be, sorry, your, that's how much I cook. The <laughs> oven's on top and the stove is on the bottom. The stove... Is, and is a separate unit that fits into a space on your Israeli counter, and your oven is a separate unit that fits into another. You're looking at me in like my perplexed. Case, I my kitchen is what they call a kablan kitchen, which is the basic kitchen. Okay. So we have a standard kitchen, which is just a countertop with a double sink, and there's nothing else there. It's an empty space. As a renter, you have to buy your own appliances, which is different than in America when you rent. You get all the appliances with the house. So when we came to Israel, we had to buy a fridge, but we had to buy, we had no counter space. So we bought an oven that had a stovetop on top. And that- So you bought a, a standard yeah, American looking oven. It's very European. It's not large. That's a big transition, I have to say. The American oven that I'm used to had numbers on it. It had dials. It had timers. This is just like, meh. 
Yeah. It's about, t- and also it's Celsius and not Fahrenheit. Right. I don't and know. I just put everything on 200. <laughs> that's 400 degrees. Oh, no wonder that's everything why everything's burns. crispy. <laughs> but it's more narrow. Like you can't put two 9 by 13 side by side. No. No. So that's okay because they have a little bit of a narrower tin. But I will say that so most, I, I still will say that most Israeli kitchens have a separate stove and a separate oven. Unless you're in a very basic, basic apartment. Right. So like no, you'll go into your apartment and you'll see the refrigerator uh, that doesn't have ice thing. That's not a thing here to have like a ice. Because there's no water connection. That's well, why. Even if there was, the Israeli water has a strong taste. Yeah. So you'd want to do something filtered anyway. Um what else? The appliances, the washer, dryer, the fridge. I highly recommend this to everyone making Aliyah. I think it should be your first major purchase here in Israel, a amazing vacuum cleaner. We bought the Dyson uh, ball. The Dyson also sounds like a Yiddish word. Dyson. Yeah, we bought the Dyson. Dyson. And the Dyson is doing all the housework sounds for me. Yeshivish, actually. I got the Dyson. Yeah, I was... I was, I was staging at the Dyson. I was staging with the Dyson. It, it, it's the, I, I, I thank Hashem every day for my day. It makes me a better Jew. A powerful vacuum cleaner. You sound like you're discussing a really big Tom and Chach. I'm like, powerful? I thank Hashem. He's in my life. The vacuum cleaner is, is life-changing. It's, it's a gift from the people at Dyson. Do you vacuum the, the, the I floor? I vacuum the tiled floors before I wash them. because I have du- things to learn from you. Yes, because you, the sweeping is just not going to do the trick. Oh, bring an American broom. It de- really? Okay, so the thing with the brooms is that there's a few types of brooms. No, there. bring a lot in dustpan. A lot, yes. A lot of it comes with a broom. A lot of Israelis use a rubber broom because the rubber Ugh. grabs the dust better. My mother-in-law swears by it. I can't get comfortable with it. I have a American broom from Publix. Really? Yes. You can get the broom stick here, but the actual broom bottom I bought from Publix, the angled brooms that are really oh. like good bristles, I, bought, I bring those from America. There's all types of brooms here because Israelis are always... Combating sweeping. the dust and sweeping mm-hmm. and, you know, it could be a weapon. Okay. Anyways, um, but the vacuum cleaner gets the... D- you when, can't help yourself. D- I can't. When the dust is... <laughs> but you're ready. Like, if anything ever comes, I'm going to come to your house and hide behind you. Oh, I'm... I'm, 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 I'm You'll be like me with your Dyson, like, bam, I'm going to vacuum your face. I got you. I got yeah. you. The... <laughs> I'm imagining myself running after terrorists with a vacuum. The Dyson and is a lifesaver. Yes. You're like, this is an angled broom, yes. and I'm not afraid to angrily hurt you. <laughs> the Dyson is a lifesaver. I highly recommend it, and they're very popular here in Israel. You can get the ones that clip into the wall and that charge or whatever. So invest What about in- a rumba? Yeah, you could rumba if you're you into that. Rumba. If you're South American and you like the salsa and rumba, you can get a rumba. People buy those here too because they're very helpful. Yeah, they're here. They're just, very, what do you mean? There's rumba stores that are only for rumbas. Like if you go to Tachan America's Eve in Tel Aviv, sorry, Dizengoff Center in Tel Aviv has a rumba. Is it a rumba or rumba? I don't know. It depends on your girsa. Right. So they have. Shaitel, shaitel, <laughs> Let's call the whole thing yeah. off. I'll have to ask them how they say it. Rumba. <laughs> for sure it's rumba. You can get um, plenty of models here. So that's the big electronics. And there's also kitchen appliances, like I don't small have things, any. <laughs> um, mixers, and. Everyone says, oh, you're gonna, you might need a transformer, which is a big box, and it does cost a few hundred shekels. But if you already own several large electronic devices that you really love, worst case, buy a transformer. Know that that's going to take a big space on your countertop. I didn't do this because we didn't have any. I wasn't really balabosting yet. And then when they die, they die. You'll buy a new one when, when they're yeah, done. Yeah, I don't you know. you have it already. Don't I've, go out I've of your way. I busted two speakers here in my studio oh. trying to use a transformer. Oh, um, interesting. I don't but what was going to happen if you would have left in America? So then 
I wouldn't have it at all. Exactly. So we tried it, and then I busted right. the speakers. Unless you want a Dafka sell it, but who's buying? I mean, Craigslist is apparently very popular. I'm not a big fan of bringing electronics. The Volta chair is twice as strong as in America, so you're getting twice as much power into your appliance, so those transformers could get really hot, mm. and you could get... All kinds. I don't do it. It's the truth. Yeah, I don't use appliances, so I'm just I'm telling you what <laughs> I, I see from other zhuzhur. people. I use a zhuzhur. I love a good zhuzhur. Right. So I use a zhuzhur. I don't really have a, you know, if you have, um, what are those called? Those pretty cake mixers that everyone's using? Or yeah, one of those kitchen aids. Kitchen aids. You, you could probably get a some sort of cable situation from KitchenAid themselves. But again, they sell them here. Or there are places where you can try to buy the European version. Like there is Amazon Europe. Right. So you can look into buying it from on a better price with an Am- with a European plug. Exactly. So you get the best of the best. Yeah. yeah. The best also, of the best. Sorry. you'll use different things here. You're not going yeah. to necessarily be baking as much if there's an amazing bakery on your corner, which there might be. In other words, you should say, I am not going to be baking as much if there's an amazing baker on the corner. I don't bake at all. I, don't, every, I always laugh. Every time my mother comes to town, she's like, you don't have a mixer? And then she buys me a mixer. And then I'm like, I, I, I give it away. And it then she comes dust. back and she says, you don't have a mixer? And I'm thinking, I got rid of the last one, but feel free to buy another one that I can give away. My neighbors love me. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> on my block has a mixer because uh, of my mother. Uh, she's, great. she's a great gift giver. <laughs> but yeah, so as far as appliances go... Unless you have something like that's like really special. Are you a coffee to you? drinker? I don't drink coffee, but some people are really into the Keurig. Uh, um, I, I, I I use the Elite Mix coffee in yeah. a cup. I, I'm not fancy it's a, it's at a, all. Those things you could bring if you're bringing a lift. It's not taking up that much space. You could bring it and then decide to give it away. Right, give it away now. Every every few days, there's a message on one of these WhatsApp groups like giving away American appliances. If you have a plug, on your, <laughs> it used to be like when we, when we pretended to talk on the phone back in the day. It was like you held a banana and you put up your fingers like hello. Yeah. And my kids like, why is your finger in that weird way? It's like no, you need to use your thumbs on a rectangular piece of paper. Exactly. So I'm motioning over here, but people constantly try to give away their their American yes. stuff, and at the end of the day like you're if once you're fully integrated here you're just buying Israeli you can bring your own couches you could bring your own couch couch is great yeah bring and great measure couches. just measure your space but bring your furniture if you have it bring your beds bring your beds bring your mattresses bring them but bring sheets to fit because yes. that it could be a really big pain and right. i cannot buy sheets here i don't i can't translate the the differences every time i'm like i'm gonna go figure smaller, it out this time because the, the standard bed here is smaller right by the way I actually have American size of mattresses in my in our bedroom for our kids. We bought our mattresses here. By the way, kids' mattresses are like not real mattresses. They're no. smaller and they're like foam. They're for like cots. Yeah, so that's just something to know. But you could get your kids used to that. We have a trundle we did. bed. That's what we have. So we have a trundle bed that we we had we purchased here a bunk bed, a really beautiful bunk bed, and it fits our American mattresses. They had that available the trundle that pulls out underneath is an israeli mattress also, that sounds like it is trundle yeah yeah it has an ndl trundle you make a little dictionary all the words sounds like it yeah. sounds like yiddish the, arugula the arugula you want a little arugula totally honorable mention even though they had no arugula in russia or d- maybe they did they just that. called it lettuce the greens <laughs> the spicy lettuce the yerek <laughs> So the trundle that pulls out is a thinner mattress. And when we have guests, I'm just like, well, you're a third person. I gave you the top bunk bed and the bottom bunk bed. If you're a third person, you have to sleep on the thinner mattress. But yeah. you know what? The kids get used to everything. They do. They, they, you could put a bed. Or they crawl into your bed. Or they could crawl into your massive you try to American avoid. bed. Right. Like uh, I certainly avoid that. I do too. 
Yeah. But it happens. But your kids are so small. So <laughs> yeah, but they have really po- when they're very small, they have very, very pointy bones. I'm like, ow, your They're shoulder. so uncomfortable, my kids. <laughs> I can't use them as a pillow. Yeah. Unless they're babies. And they're, That's okay. funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a visual. So bring the stuff that's comfortable if you have a great uh, lazy boy or lazy boy I'm what, like what, that triggered who something who no I was just thinking like who was that named after like you're such a lazy boy I'm gonna name that couch after you well, lazy boy that person and is lazy. very wealthy I always, indeed I feel bad for lazy Susan whoever's husband coined that after his wife you're such oh, a those, lazy those tw- oh that's yes. also a good thing to bring a lazy Susan yes those spinning things that you could put your spices on yes. because you're trying to maximize your space here makeup uh, start with mm. just bring what you like. They have Mac here. Oh, they do. Yeah, I'm not that fancy. They have Mac here. I'm like, you know how some people like are very careful about their their contouring. I'm just sort of like the way I cook. I just like throw all the ingredients. And I just throw it on my face. Totally. Like, nothing, nothing. I'm not fancy. fancy with makeup at all. The thing with makeup is that when you go to the pharmacy where people mostly buy their makeup here, the workers in the in, in the super farm they each represent a different makeup brand so if you're like can you recommend a concealer they will uh, immediately bring you over to caroline or to oh. Gotti. so i so i learned that because this woman was like pushing this blush on me I'm like why there's so many why wouldn't you point me to like she's like oh i work for caroline like i mean this is yeah. what i do so israelis saleswomen yeah. in those super farms will sell you the makeup that they represent not that there's not great makeup there is great makeup but if you're like you know, if you love your Lancome mascara, it's probably a little cheaper. So, like, throw a whole bunch of those, the pink and green ones that everybody wears. Yeah, for yeah. the 90s, yeah. that look. Yeah, so, so you know, and also, like, the Essie nail polish. They don't have every shade here. You can get some, but you yeah. can't get all. So, if you're, like, obsessed with Essie nail polish, you could bring that. Um, you know, I'm not so – you're beyond me. You see my nails are, are empty. No, no, no. I haven't had a manicure since my wedding. I, me too. Yeah, I'm not fancy And at when all. I was dating, I used to put clear just to be like yeah. Yotze. Yeah. yeah, I'm not fancy at all. So I totally get that with you. Anybody but if you are about, fancy, yeah. you could bring you could bring that kind of stuff. But you could get everything else here. Perfumes. They have a Jo Malone. And what else is there? There's so much. I'm feeling like this podcast could just – we could – this episode, we could talk for three hours. But we should So shouldn't. we ca- – let's just recap. Because whoever's listening has already finished cleaning their kitchen and now they're sort of waiting and hanging so, around. Well, they just want us to wrap up. Yeah. So, so let's just recap for a second. Yeah. When you're making Aliyah, leave behind your heavy-duty, industrial size, Russian-looking, you know, furniture. Bring your American mattresses, if they're in good condition, with a set of bedding or two for each one. Right? Mm-hmm. You could – shift over to Israeli, you know, beds and stuff, but that that's a process. Uh, appliances you want to buy here, unless you have something that's like super expensive that you can invest in transitioning it to a European voltage. So you have to be really careful here. If voltage also sounds Yiddish. Yeah, a lot of... Oh, voltage. Here we go. <laughs> a voltage. The voltage, voltage can burn your house down, so be very careful. I just say ich a lot of times. Yeah, be very careful. That there's a lot of fires here because of electricity issues. You can, by the way, bring... Your lamps, you have to make sure to change the light bulbs. I have that from a, an export light person. And the and the cable, if you have, if you're saying if you're using a transformer, you have, to tra- have to change just the little the end. Right. Don't bring your chandeliers. Like chandeliers are so extra. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bring your silver. I left my chandelier in America. Oh, so did totally. I. So did I. I left, I left my, my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> my chandelier in Queens. <laughs> the the I wow. There's so many things to cover. We'll 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 do it next time. But. The so just a little taste. The stuff that this is, is how the, you feel when you're making aliyah. There's so many things to consider. There's so many things. We're just the stream of consciousness with you. Right. But these are the top, th- the but big let, things. But let's, again, let's go back to what we're recapping. Books, bring the books that have value to you. Bring your sfarim. Throw away 
torn, tattered, you know, extra books that like you didn't, you're never going to read or you didn't like reading in the first place. Um, you can get Jewish magazines here, so don't bring a weekly magazine. That yeah. makes no sense also. Literally. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. What else? Um, we talked about medications. Bring the medications that you like, but do know that every medication you will need, you could get here pretty easily, maybe not in the middle of the night, but you could get medications. You're going to have to transition from the dosage, dosages and you know the, the types of capsules and all that. But And hide it in a far shelf from your children. Exactly. But Otherwise, you, I might eat it and then eat your rug. Yes. <laughs> oh, rugs. You could get gorgeous rugs here. If you have a beautiful rug from your, you know, that you inherited or yeah. that you spent a lot of money on, bring it. You will use right. it seasonally, right? Yes, I actually roll mine up yeah. for Pesach yeah. and then put it back down. Get a Dyson here in Israel. <laughs> if you're into Dysons. No, get a Dyson. Don't let, just trust me on this you're one. You will thank me I, later. I, I yes, yeah. get a Dyson. Cleaning products, everything here is amazing. Shampoo and soaps. Don't bring shampoo and soaps. Don't be that person. Just get used to what Not they have Not just for here. no reason because the, sh- the water here is hard and the shampoo here is made for the water here. The shampoo in America is made for the water in America. And the shampoo in America is, is, is extra. Like how many types of shampoos does a person need? You have one hair. You have just It's just one hair. Set. You have one, one set. set of hair. No, but there's lots of, there's lots of products for beauty. Yeah, they have plenty. They're cleaning plenty. products, by the way, we didn't really get into. We could do that next episode. Yeah. It's a whole other genre. We're going to need another episode for part just two. keeping your house clean. We're part twoing this. Yeah, we're part twoing this. Um, what else uh, What else did we say? Shoes. Shoes. Bring shoes if your kid has a specific shoe that they love. Bring your Shabbos shoes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Bring your... Sh- get your Ann Taylor that's like, you know, a sneaker on the bottom but no one can see. Right. Bring those. So the stuff that you really, really like, bring, but you can get... Your Dr. Scholl's. Yeah. Your, well, you can get Dr. Scholl's here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can get Dr. Scholl's here or Hush Puppies and yeah, but you could. And the Naot and there's plenty of that. But if you're attached to a certain look and a certain, you know, and bring style... The next, bring the next one. Bring the next size. Um, ultimately... You could come empty-handed and start your life here and get everything that you need. So yeah, don't putting it into perspective, it took me a few extra weeks to get my oven. And everyone looked at me, oh, Nebach, you have no oven. I said, you guys, you don't really need to cook. How did I get here and how did my ancestors get here? Did I walk through a desert? Did I have to run away from people shooting at me? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I went on the LL Dreamliner and brought my fancy schmancy lift and with all my products. And there's a restaurant and bakery on just the corner. Just perspective, you know? Right. Like when you don't get exactly what you want, it's like you just made Aliyah. You did this amazing thing. If something doesn't go perfectly, that's okay. And everybody's and here to help. It. Everybody's here to help. You have neighbors And you're not will... the first one who's done this. And right. it's, it's all going to be okay. It all settles in time. Mm-hmm. The first few weeks to a few months take time to settle but eventually you get to that place where you could just sit and relax and only worry about what's for dinner yeah and it's totally every day of your life yeah and it's totally (laughs) worth it so get excited get psyched uh if you're if you've been tiptoeing around aliyah and you're just overwhelmed by where to start just start by organizing your life and imagining as you slowly throw things away we're doing this L'Shem Aliyah and, I mean, you know, start, a, sending, me- start sending messages to people on Craigslist, asking them for free stuff because you yeah. never know. Hashem will send you stuff. Also, in terms of scheduling, I just want to say before we finish, um, there's different markations of what you need to get when. Work backwards. Say, okay, when's my flight and wh- when is my lift? What First, focus on what do I need for my lift? And then once your lift is out of the way, you have another maybe six Then you start throwing Afrin and Tylenol. Thinking, and, exactly. Right. Then start worrying about what you need to buy those small things. And I bought um, Amazon duffel bags 
that we use for our Aliax. You get an enormous amount of bags that you can bring, and you're never going to have a place to store them. You're never going to need that many bags. So we bought Amazon duffel bags that were large that we just collapsed when we got here. That is a very great tip. On that, we will end. Thank you so much, Shoshana Shazam. Thank you, for hanging out with me Follow this morning. I, this was so informative. So if you are listening and you loved it, send it to a friend. We will be back from Shem in two weeks with episode three of this Aliyah oh, yeah. series. Kazaka's coming. And if you have any specific questions, feel free to shoot me a DM. Follow Shoshana Shazam on Instagram. And we're going to help you make your dream come true. We will see you here in Eretz Yisrael.